afternoon we are going to be considering Baptist Catechism number 111. So we are rapidly approaching uh, the end of our catechism. Uh, We are on pace to finish it by the end of the year and then to start all over again in the year 2024. I love it. I, this, I, don't, I, I hope it doesn't get old to you. It does not get old to me uh, to move through this wonderful document wherein the Christian faith is so carefully summarized. So we are considering the ordinary and external means of grace. And in particular, we are considering the fourth one mentioned by our catechism, which is prayer. And now we are moving through the Lord's Prayer and we come to the fourth petition. What do we pray for in the fourth petition? Answer. In the fourth petition, which is, Give us this day our daily bread, we pray that of God's free gift, we may receive a competent portion of the good things of this life and enjoy His blessings with them. We'll read now from Proverbs 30, verses 7 through 9. Proverbs 30, verse 7, Hear now the word of the Lord. Two things I ask of you, Deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or, lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. This is now the reading of God's holy word. May He bless the teaching of it this afternoon. When those who have faith in Christ pray to God, they are invited to pray to Him as Father. And to distinguish Him from earthly fathers, we say, Our Father in Heaven. God is not confined to Heaven, of course. He is in all places at all times. But Heaven is a realm that God created in the beginning where He manifests His glory before the angels. When we pray, we are praying to our Heavenly Father. And our first and leading petition is that God's name would be hallowed, honored, or glorified on earth, just as it is in heaven. In heaven, God is praised day and night by His elect angels, and we are praying that God's name would be praised here on earth too. In the second petition, we pray that God's kingdom will come. God is king over all. He sits enthroned in heaven, but we know that in this world there are two kingdoms, a kingdom of darkness and a kingdom of light. When we pray that God's kingdom come, we are praying that all things would be on earth as they are in heaven. That all on earth would come to honor God as king. This will happen progressively in this age through the preaching of the gospel. And this will happen fully in the age to come. The third petition is, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Again, we find a distinction between heaven and earth. In heaven, the angels obey and submit to God's will perfectly, and we are to pray that we would do the same on earth. Now, here is what I want you to recognize about the fourth petition that we've come to now. The fourth petition is about our earthly needs. In the fourth petition, we are praying not for spiritual things, nor eternal things, but that that the God of heaven would provide us with the things that we need to live here on earth. These are earthly things that we are to pray for under this petition. So one general observation that we can make from the outset is that God is concerned with providing for His children as they live on earth. He is concerned for this. 
Of course, he is concerned for our spiritual well-being. Of course, he is concerned for our souls, for our eternal life with him. But God is also concerned with providing for his children their earthly needs. Uh, Sometimes Christians can forget about this. Uh, Some err in the extreme of focusing only on their earthly needs, of course. Uh, That is a terrible mistake to make. They have ignored, as it were, the first three petitions of the Lord's Prayer, which have to do with heavenly and spiritual and eternal things. Uh, But others err on the other side, don't they? In that they forget that God is indeed concerned for us, physically, and as it pertains to the things of this earth. Sometimes we talk as if earthly things are bad and heavenly things are good. And yes, sometimes the Scriptures do speak of earthly or worldly things in a negative way, but the Scriptures do not portray the world and the things of this world as inherently evil. God created this world, brothers and sisters. This world was created good. The things of this earth are to be used and enjoyed to the glory of God. So what makes worldly things worldly in a sinful sense? The answer is that we make them sinful when we misuse them. For example, money is not evil, but the love of money is. Food is not evil, but gluttony is. Alcohol is not evil, but drunkenness is. And sex is not evil, but fornication is. The point is this, when Christ taught His disciples to pray, Give us this day our daily bread, He made it clear that God is concerned with providing for His children's earthly needs. And so it is not wrong to pray for earthly needs. In fact, it would be wrong not to pray for our earthly needs. The Lord's Prayer instructs us to pray for these things. The fourth petition is, give us this day our daily bread. Stated by itself, it sounds kind of like a demand. Give us this day our daily bread, but really it's a humble request, right? Make sure you get the tone, right? Bread, as I've already suggested, stands for the basic things that we need to live in this world. What do we need to live physically speaking? We need food, we need water, we need shelter. And these are the kinds of things that we are to pray for under the fourth petition. And notice that this bread is called daily bread. That's a very important observation to make. This indicates two things. One, that we are to pray daily. If we are to pray for daily bread, that means we're also to pray daily that God would be honored, praised, uh, that His kingdom would come, and that His will would be done. So the mention, the the presence of the word daily there in the fourth petition really does apply uh, to all of these petitions. Two, it indicates that we are to live in daily dependence upon God. We are not to pray for weekly bread or monthly bread, but daily bread. The Christian is to constantly look to God's hand for provision. Isn't that marvelous to consider? Our, our dependence upon God is not to be sporadic. It's to be perpetual. It's to be ever-present. It's to be daily. When we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we are praying that of God's free gift, we may receive a competent portion of the good things of this life and enjoy His blessings with them, our catechism says. This is is, is very good. This is a very good explanation of this petition. And I, I want to just very briefly consider each portion of this phrase. The phrase that of God's free gift reminds us that daily bread is a gift from God. 
Yes, He provides us with daily bread through natural means, farmers farm, bakers bake, grocers sell, and we buy and eat. But behind all of that is God's hand. He upholds the natural order. He sends the rain. He preserves societies. All of this is a gift from God. So I wonder, do you think about that when you eat something as simple as a piece of bread? Does that ever come to mind? The Lord's provision? The fact that before you took that bread in your hand, it was God who who preserved the natural order and sent the rains so that the seed might sprout and grow, and that He preserved other people also to do their work, to harvest the grain. And He has preserved our society, even though sometimes we complain as if He has not. Well, in fact, with all the dysfunction and all the darkness around, there is still the preservation of, of some kind of order so that our grocery stores have groceries in them. So we should remember all of that. We should give thanks to God when we come to Him in prayer. All of this, the bread that we eat, the water that we drink, the the shelter that we enjoy, the clothing that we wear, uh, this is a gift from God. And that is what our catechism reminds us of with the phrase, that of God's free gift. All of this is by God's grace, not His special and saving grace, but His common grace. It's by His common grace that we enjoy even things as simple as bread. The phrase that we may receive a competent portion reminds us to pray not for riches nor for luxury, but that God would give us what we need. If God has determined to give us more than we need, if He blesses us with wealth and with luxurious things, that is a gift from Him too. But Christ did not teach us to pray for this. He taught us to pray for basic provision. He taught us to pray for a competent, which means adequate, portion. We are to pray for daily bread. The phrase of the good things of this life helps us to remember that the things of this life are good, for God made them good. Paul wrote to Timothy saying, For everything created by God is good, and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. That is 1 Timothy 4, 4-5. through 5. The things of this world are good. They can be used in an evil way, of course. But that does not take away the fact that they are, that they are good and they are gifts from God. The phrase, and enjoy His blessings with, him, with them. Excuse me. The phrase, and enjoy His blessing with them reminds us that it is right for us to take pleasure in the things of this world. Food and drink should be enjoyed, but how can we enjoy food and drink without becoming gluttons or drunkards? Two things. We are to enjoy food and drink in moderation, and I think this is key. We are to enjoy food and drink to the glory of God. To the glory of God. Not as ends in and of themselves, but as, as if they are gifts from God. We are to give thanks to God in all things. And this is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10.31, So whatever you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. You know, it's interesting that in Matthew 6, we find the Lord's Prayer. And immediately after that, we find instructions regarding fasting, laying up treasures in heaven, And 
and anxiety over the cares of this world. What will we eat and drink and put on? I see those topics in Matthew 6, 16 and following as being a kind of expansion on what Jesus said regarding the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer, Give us this day our daily bread. The most succinct way for me to say it is this. The prayer, Give us this day our daily bread, is a remedy to a to a gloomy approach to the blessings of, of this world. Don't fast in a gloomy way, Jesus warns us. It's also a remedy to an idolatrous love of the things of this world. Don't store up treasures here. Store up treasures where? In heaven. And this fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer is also a remedy to the, the anxiety that people so often experience. If we would trust God to provide us with daily bread, we would not be anxious about the things of this life, what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to put on, and what we are going to wear. Um, I think it is truly amazing that what these little petitions, uh, I think it is truly amazing what these little petitions can do for the soul of the Christian when they are properly understood and faithfully prayed. We need to understand what they represent. We need to understand what they mean. And if we would be faithful to pray through the Lord's Prayer according to each one of these petitions, it would be a great benefit to our souls. Do you see it? Do you see how the first three really properly order our lives? We should live for the glory of God and we should begin by praying that God would be glorified. We should live for the advancement of God's kingdom. That should be our leading desire to see God's kingdom advance. And that should be the second thing that we pray for. Thy kingdom come. We should concern ourselves mainly with living in obedience to God's revealed will. And indeed that is the third petition. That God's will would be done. We should also be content concerning His hidden will. We should submit ourselves to it. One, two, three. You've heard of how important priorities are. Well there you go. One, two, three. But God is also concerned for our daily needs. The fourth petition, yes, we are invited to pray for our daily needs, but we are instructed to do so in such a way where it should put all sorts of things in check. You know, what do we struggle with? Well, sometimes we are gloomy. No, the fourth petition encourages us to to ask for daily bread, but to do so with gladness and rejoicing. Perhaps we are tempted to live for the things of this world, but the fourth petition reminds us that we're not to do that, uh, that we're not to store up treasures here, we're to be content with daily bread. And yes, we are prone to be anxious about many things. The fourth petition should free us of this also. If we would come before God Almighty and ask Him to give us what we need, we should walk away from prayer encouraged and reassured that our Father will indeed provide for our needs, even if things in life are very very difficult. I think it is truly amazing what these little petitions can do for the soul of the Christian when they are properly understood and faithfully prayed. In other words, this little model prayer, give us this day our daily bread, is a remedy to really big soul problems. It is a remedy to ungodly forms of asceticism, to the idolatrous love of the things of this earth, and to anxiousness regarding a lack of earthly provision. So I might ask you, are you anxious? 
Well, pray to your Father in heaven for daily bread. Are you struggling to enjoy the things of this life that God intends for you to enjoy to the glory of His name? Well, pray to your Father in heaven for daily bread and thank Him for it. Are you struggling against an ungodly and idolatrous love for the things of this world? Pray to your Father in heaven for daily bread. What do we pray for in the fourth petition? In the fourth petition, which is give us this day our daily bread, we pray that of God's free gift we may receive a competent portion of the good things of this life and enjoy His blessing with them. Wonderfully concise, filled with rich meaning. Let's go to prayer now, and then we will go to a corporate prayer after that. Father in heaven, we do pray that You would set us straight, O Lord, as it pertains to our priorities. As we consider this prayer that Christ taught His disciples how to pray, I do ask that You would give us understanding, that You would make us people of prayer, and also that as we pray, our priorities would be set straight. That we would live for Your glory, the furtherance of Your kingdom, that we would concern ourselves with doing Your will. But Lord, do help us to live in daily dependence upon You and to really trust You, that You will care for us. Who knows how long You have determined for us to live on this earth, but Lord, help us to trust You as Your people that You will provide for us all along the way. And help us also to be joyful, to rejoice, to give thanks to You always. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.